Hello, and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew. It's great to have you listening to our sermons. If you're interested in learning more about our church, you can find us at www.cherokeemethodist.com. Now, for the last several weeks, we've been looking at unsung heroes, people in the Bible who worked behind the scenes. We may not have heard of them or we may have forgotten them, which is kind of the point of working behind the scenes. And today we're concluding our series, although we could go on much longer. You know, most of the people in the Bible work behind the scenes. There are many examples in Scripture. But today we're going to go ahead and conclude with a look at Barnabas. Now, Barnabas is a man who was involved in ministry in the first century church. He worked alongside Paul for much of his missionary journeys. And his name literally means son of encouragement. Today, we typically name people in our culture after someone we want to honor or just because we like the sound of the name, but usually not for the meaning of the name. Usually, we look up meanings of our names just kind of out of curiosity, and it's kind of fun, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything to us. But in the Bible days, meaning was everything, so much so that sometimes a person's name would change after a significant event redefines who they are. Well, Barnabas lived up to his name, Son of Encouragement, because he was wise, generous, and encouraging. The first time we see him mentioned in the book of Acts, he sells his farm and gives the proceeds to the disciples. But he's best known for vouching for Paul when the disciples were hesitant to accept him as a follower of Christ. Now, you might be thinking, well, why would they have trouble accepting Paul? He, he's like a hero. You know, he wrote most of the letters of the New Testament, right? He's a great guy. So, so why would the disciples hesitate to accept Paul? Well, because originally he was an enemy of the church. You see, he was a Pharisee, and he vehemently opposed the followers of what they called the way, a sect of Judaism who believed that Jesus was the Messiah, or what we would call Christians. In his mind, this belief that Jesus was the Messiah was false and foolish. After all, Jesus didn't fit any of the descriptions of what they knew of as messianic prophetic passages in their scriptures. And instead of defeating their enemies and ruling, he was humiliated and killed. And in his mind, the idea that Jesus had risen from the dead was foolish. And so for him, this group was a threat to the Jewish faith itself. And so he was so passionate about putting a stop to it so much so that he went from town to town arresting followers of the way. He was also present for the stoning of Stephen, the first martyr or person who gave their life because of their Christian faith. But it was when Paul was on his road to a city called Damascus to arrest more people, when he had a vision. He had a vision of Jesus. Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? And to make a long story short, Paul is blinded so that he cannot see. But he, he has his people go ahead and lead him into town, and he is then met by a man who had been told by God to go to Paul. And so this man brings Paul his vision back, and at this point, Paul is ready to convert. He's ready to dedicate his life to Jesus Christ. No doubt he had spent days rethinking his life. I mean, his whole faith and values were being deconstructed seemingly overnight. It would have been very disorienting for him, I'm sure. But after some time had passed, Paul goes to Jerusalem to join the apostles in their work. So given this background, you can see why they'd be nervous. I mean, 
Who is to say that Paul had really changed? What if it's all a ploy? What if he isn't really committed and changes his mind later? Well, this is where Barnabas comes in. You see, Barnabas, unlike Paul, is trusted by the disciples, and he vouches for Paul's sincere conversion. He retells of his conversion, Paul's conversion, and all the work that he'd done for the Lord in Damascus. And after his testimony, Paul is accepted and allowed to work with them. Oh, there's still some hesitation, and not all people accepted Paul wholeheartedly. But Barnabas made the difference. Well, after this pivotal point, Barnabas would work with Paul in ministry, going along with him in his missionary journeys. One memorable story comes when they were in Lystra together, and Paul healed a man who was crippled. And the people responded by believing that the gods had taken on human form. And so they called Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, and a priest of Zeus brought bulls to sacrifice to them. It's kind of comical from our standpoint. For Paul and Barnabas, it was a terrible thing. And so they stopped them from sacrificing to them, and they went on to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. What a story. They went to many places together, starting and strengthening churches. But eventually, Paul and Barnabas would part ways due to a disagreement. You see, they came to a time when Paul wanted them to check and see how the churches were doing that he had started. Barnabas was fine with this, but he wanted to take Mark along with them. Paul didn't want to take Mark with them. You see, Mark had deserted them in another place earlier on, and so Paul didn't want to take that chance again. So they disagreed, and the argument grew so intense that they parted ways. Barnabas ultimately took Mark with him and went one place, and Paul took another person and went other places. Now, who was right in this case? I don't know, but I think it's very telling that in this instance, we once again have Barnabas willing to give someone, Mark, a chance in spite of what he had done. And although they no longer work together, Paul and Barnabas still considered themselves brothers in Christ, and Paul mentions Barnabas later on in one of his letters in a positive light. But what we see through and through is that Barnabas is an encourager and is willing to risk vouching for people who may disappoint. You know, I think we need more people like Barnabas, don't you? In our current age, as well as any age in history for that matter, there are many things to worry about, and most of it's not in our control. There's the pandemic, there's political division bordering on violence in our own country, and now Russia invading the Ukraine. There are many stressors and problems in life, and it's easy to get discouraged with so much negativity. There's a lot of distrust of institutions and people and groups. Some of it's well-placed, but some of it goes too far. And I think that's why we need more people like Barnabas. In the midst of all this, we need people who are willing to bring encouragement. We need people who, in spite of whatever may be going on, are willing to be generous, to help others, and to vouch for others, even when doing so may be risky. No doubt it was risky for Barnabas to risk vouching for Paul or Mark. They could have let him down, but he was willing to take that risk, believing in the best in them and seeing their potential to do great things. To speak well of others and to offer encouragement is what we are called to do as Christians. In Ephesians 4.29, it says, Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. And you know, really when you think about it, Barnabas is a model for what Christianity is all about. 
After all, Christianity is the story of God taking a chance with questionable people. Right? I mean, we're all questionable people. But in spite of our sin, in spite of our stubbornness, God continues to work with us and through us to accomplish his will. He doesn't give up on us, but continues to be generous with us in grace to encourage us and to vouch for us. And so in the midst of a world of fear, worry, cynicism, we are called to follow the example of Jesus and and be a Barnabas. So may you live your life in such a way that we are generous and an encouragement to others in speaking life. Amen. God bless and have a great week.